1: shop located at 31st and Blake in the uh, Rhino Art District in Denver, Colorado. Uh, for a full list of, of design, print, and creative services available, visit artparo.com A-R-T-P-A-R-E-O.com yeah, yeah. Also brought to you by uh, DuncanDash.com Duncan Dash is also one of our interior set designers so all of this uh, fly, flashy, and artistic things that you see here around the set for life is dope is brought to you by Duncan Dash, so be able to check them out, DuncanDash.com also brought to you by Epic Brewing Company. Be sure to check them out. They're also our official sponsor for life still. Oh, oh, official.
2: Official. Yep. Check man. them out. Epicbrewingcompany.com We also got Barrel's Beer Company. Oh, Hey, yo. This Barrel's is mad delicious, dude. Like, I'm trying not to drink too much. With this. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes really good. So shout out to them, man. Hey, give me your keys Barrels. Barrels. Man, you know, I'm just paid. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to
1: Barrel's. Yeah, shout out to also um, our photographers here. We have photographer's life. Check them out. That's life with the Y. Follow I am Kenji. Also check out Style Not Standards. Check them out on Instagram. That's style S-T-Y-L-E-M-O-T-S-T-N-D-R-D-S
2: No, we no, almost Yeah, hey. <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm trying to keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, that ain't, this isn't spelled how I'm
1: used to saying. <laughs> right. Yeah, check out Style Not Standards. And also check out the session. Every other Sunday we got the sessions in the building here. Yeah, follow the sessions. So like, yeah, if you like hip hop and do like ciphers and like music, just check out the session. Work. That's what we got. Uh, check out dopebrand.co. Dopebrand.com, man. Get you something dope? Man Work. That's it. good. Oh wait, business. wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Check out uh, TerryLegato.com Dot com.
2: Bur, 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 bur. We're gonna be getting live with her real quick, so check out her and we'll be able to check out her new mixtape. Word. Hip hop and Chinese food. Hip hop in Chinese, but we gotta ask you about that. Word. Let's look, Let's get to it. Let's do it. Word. So we got a special guest in the building today, Miss Terry Legato. Y'all make some noise. Hey, hey! hey. hey, hey.
3: How are you? I'd be twins.
2: How are you? If you were any better, you'd be twins. Yeah. That's, that's low key and bar. <laughs> 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 word, 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 word. So for the people that don't know who Terry Legato is. Which is very few people, <coughs> I guess, at point For the people in Iraq, drop the knowledge on them. Who are you? What do you do?
4: But when I started rapping, they called me Terry Legato, okay. and uh, it's named that in the studio. And I always favorite the Legato chords, so I okay. still work with the I still work with the rap group called Top Flight. And King Seth, I was like, we should call you King Legato, and he's like, no, 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 we call you <laughs> Terry
1: Legato. <laughs> hey, shout so, out to Top Flight. Yeah, yeah sure. for sure.
4: Definitely.
1: What?
4: Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I've been rapping for about two and a half years now. It's always been like a hobby back in my mind. I didn't know that it was actually something. That white women were allowed to pursue, mm-hmm. and so once I saw that door was kind of knocked down, I was like, "Oh, okay." Unless, who who would you say was
2: one of the pioneers that knocked that door <laughs> down?
4: Um, well, you know, Miss A.D. Azalea, I was watching a video of hers like back in 2013. I was uh, I used to write gospel music. And oh wow! Uh, I was writing a gospel song, King Tex, on that song in my first videos I did called "Comes of Question," and has uh, nice, like poetry, um, hip hop, classical, and um, R and B. Song. Wow. And I was revising the, the song, and I looked up on, on the TV one night, like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I saw her on TV. And the first thing that popped in my head was, like, she's not allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. And then once I saw that I guess she is, I was like, wow, okay,
1: well, I guess I'm in there. Word. Oh, so okay. would you say that she's the Martin Luther King, <laughs> oh, a white girl? Just kidding! You have to answer that. <laughs> we not say Yeah, there was other ones. you just want I could identify with as far as like features, both tall, was long mm. white.
4: And, you know,
2: it's interesting that you brought her up because I was actually yeah. going to ask you that. I yeah. was going <laughs> to say, how do you steer away from falling into that Iggy lane, or is that the lane that you want to fall into?
4: No, I mean, I don't, I'm i not mad at her, Elaine, by any means. I mean, you got to think about it. Most people get mad at her for the fact that she sounds different than how she speaks. But no one gets mad at, like, British singers for singing, American they sing. You know what I mean? you got to think about it. She got off the boat in Atlanta. And she got off the boat in, like, you know, California or even New York. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Um, and then people get mad because of her lack of knowledge. Well, that's T.I.'s fault or ASAP Rocky's fault. Whoever she was messing with when she got off the boat at 16 years old, she just loved hip-hop she was trying to find her sound I actually tried to rap in an Australian accent and it's very difficult to do right. so, I mean, it is so for her to be able to maintain an, a, a southern accent um, and, and rap very fast and do it well you know make it even sound like that's her voice I mean I think that's pretty that's awesome I think she needs like a more of an acting award rather than a rapping award but, you know, that's right. my, and then she is, she's been actually a great actress but um, uh, ever since you know I started going out to clubs here a few years ago. Everybody knew the DJs, KDJ above, top shelf. They Try. would always play Rap Him or um, Bone Thugs and Harmony because I knew I loved old school music. People right. would say me for like being in my forties because I like that stuff, but I'm actually twenty eight. So. Oh, right, right, right. But um So
3: hip hop yeah for sure.
4: Yeah. And so um, I know I like, get a lot of guff where people say there's not a lane for it, no one wants to listen to that shit anymore, but you so, can I say that? Yeah, say you know, whatever book you want. <laughs> it's a shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, it's what I love and um <coughs> I have I have done a couple of pop songs. One hasn't released. I have one with with Tef called "A Few Links." We haven't filmed a video to that, but we're uh, scheduled to do that in Jamaica here in a few months. Ooh, life goes. Um, and uh, so I I I did decide to go a little bit of the pop route just to grab people's attention. Mm-hmm. But then when they go to look at like the older stuff that I have, they'll know that you know I, I pay a lot
3: of homage to people that influenced me. Wow, nice. so, yeah, that's
1: really dope that you brought up Bone Thugs and Harmony because I say all the time they don't get enough respect as far at as being one of the pioneers. What's your favorite Bone Thugs and Harmony
2: song? I'm uh, love month. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about doing a, a remake of that? I haven't, no. I think that'd be hard.
4: I actually started out before I became a rapper. I wanted to market their clothing line. Uh, so if you go down to Second and Federal, you'll see a mural that has 2 5 eazy e And uh, there's now Bread Man because Crazy going pissed Piss me off at one point in time. But I, <laughs> so I painted
1: over and put, uh, <laughs> we put uh, I didn't paint it, but I hired a. Uh, I was an about artist. to say, you painted it? No. I hired an artist. <laughs> She really pissed her off. And uh, I went out to
4: California, got all their clothing line stuff, came out here. We did a photo shoot with like old people young people, DJ B boys uh, you know, rap battlers, all that stuff. You know, what we feel about it. And uh, I wanted them to hire me for their marketing team, but I guess according to Crazy Bone, his uh, clothing line thought I was trying to step on their toes and really I was just trying to be a part of what they were doing. Right. So, and, uh, yeah. So then that led to me doing more gospel songs and then eventually uh, rap. So let's talk
2: about the gospel songs a little bit. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's talk about your background (laughs) a little bit. Like did you come up in the church? How? Um, My dad is a pastor. Okay. Yeah, he
4: went to prison for twenty years and then when he got out. He became a pastor. Wow, that's real. Yeah. So I grew up like that. And when I was third, when I was in third grade, I wanted to become Catholic, and my dad didn't care because he just told me not to tell the congregation about it. Mm -hmm. He said, "I'll take you to mass on Saturday nights, but you got to show up." To church on, on Sunday, and I didn't understand the difference until I got older, you right. know, but it ended up him getting, like, you know, kicked out of the church for letting his daughter become you know, Catholic. Therapy. Wow. Big no no's about that. It so. got that real. Yeah, I did. Oh, <laughs> <Rackety-rackin'> it did. Rappity rapping You know
2: yeah. what? This is interesting. We spoke to somebody earlier that was talking about getting kicked out of church. Mm-hmm. That's like, church and hip hop just don't rock. <laughs> hey, would you consider yourself to be a
1: Christian or a spiritual or religious or belonging to any denomination? Mm, I know that
3: there's a God.
4: People say, you believe in God? and say, no. Because can, belief can be um, uh, misproven facts mm-hmm. so I know God and there's nothing that anybody can ever tell me that he doesn't exist um, yeah. he or she Um do I think that some guy died on the cross for our sins and we can do whatever we want and say sorry at the end of life and go to heaven not anymore mm-hmm.
2: that's deep she says she knows not believes yeah. that's real well, I'm gonna <laughs> see you go start saying that was marked. that was a so mark
1: so when it comes to knowing what impact you think that God, God has on your life mm-hmm. I know we get like super <laughs> it's okay <laughs> uh, <laughs>
4: Well, it's kind of like if we were all standing inside this, you know, this building and we we're looking out that window and we're questioning why the tree's moving. We can't see what's making it move. Yeah. So we know something's affecting it or people are starting to put on jackets or there's houses coming up, you know, over the mountains because it's like a tornado. It can either be like a peaceful breeze or it can be something very vengeful. Even though we can't see it, we know it exists. And the first reason is because of how it affects people. And how the wind affects the earth is the same way God affects people. So I see God in people, even the most evil ones.
1: Right. So how how was it uh, transitioning from gospel into (laughs) Um, hip-hop?
4: Well... I guess I skipped a
1: step. I wanted to do comedy original. Ooh, so plot so twist! <laughs> <Some> comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
4: I, I did some stand-up at the Madcap Theater, and uh, I would make fun of rappers. And so people were like, dear you actually like trying to pursue that?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> you know, I was making fun of like how the transition was happening. I couldn't understand. Like they call them mumble rappers. Oh, mm-hmm. them
2: sound oh. makers,
3: what yeah. we call them? Yeah, them. or records. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sound records. Sure,
4: sure, 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 um, sure. So, I guess when people were kind of like, it, it was always like a hobby, you know, it was always in the back of my head, and so, again, the Iggy thing, and then the gospel thing was more, I just wanted to touch people with, with all walks of life, all genres of music, and, you know, I always loved God, and I thought that would be a good way to go about it. Right? And, um, yeah, I remember when I first released that video, people told me it looked like a PBS special. No, no, they <laughs> don't <laughs> so, That's not what I was trying to do. I was there's, like, in the video, you see, like, there's, like, these black guys walking towards a girl, and. and car and she's got a flat tire and it's like slow-mo of them taking her tire out of her back seat or uh, her trunk. But they have to move her first to get to the, get to it. Right. And then they got a crowbar and a handful of most So you think something really horrible is about to happen, Because the way we're, our program, we're trained to think mm-hmm. that these thugs in this particular you know yeah. area would harm her whenever they went to, to help her. And we have me, who I play like this, uh, this wife, who it looks like I'm getting beat up by this man who is an alcoholic. And really the man's drinking because I'm the abuser. And so there's a lot of things people are afraid to talk about, so I call it the color of oppression. which many walks So oppression. Okay. That's, that's the best that's song, because Okay, to check out that. Yeah. OK, colors of and I had originally wanted to rap that song, but people were coming in my ear about how you're too white to talk about uh, black issues. Mm. so I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll get a black dude to do it. Right. So I called up Tef and gave him the ideas, and it, which I, I agree. Now looking back, I agree with uh, that. I don't think right. it's there quite
1: yet. And that's a great point that you bring up because a lot of times, you know, we do have uh, hip hop artists from all sort of different races, and we don't have a chance to, you know, see what their thoughts or opinions are on black issues. How do you how do you feel about those
2: issues? About black issues? <laughs> Does it put you in like an odd space? Like, what you can and can't?
4: I feel like if I say something, people are going to be mad. But if I don't, say something mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not, So I
3: mean.
4: I've witnessed it from dating black people, I've witnessed it from, you know, uh, the lifestyle that I got into that inspired, you know, American Renegade. Um, I didn't grow up around black people, uh, I, I just saw it on television and I identified with them somehow, I don't right. really know how, but I could tell my mom if she wanted me to have
3: Jungle Fever, she shouldn't have included B.T. But I don't hold on. Uh, I had fever. in she used hey. the throwback, <laughs> turn <out laughs> of the throwback. Yeah. <laughs>
4: BT. <laughs> I would watch uh, American Pimp and I remember wanting to be a nun at that part, part of my life mm. but I also like was so fascinated with black culture and black men I mean who couldn't be you know I mean? Talk to they're beautiful <laughs> and, um, yeah. that, uh, that documentary like sent a message to me about it taught me that what I, what I saw from that movie was that um, the only way a black man would love me is if I became a prostitute and I mm. gave him the earnings from that, that work, that line of work. As a white woman, there'd be no way a black man would just love me without being a whore. Wow. That's what rap music said to me, and that's what American Pimp said to me. So at the age of 17, I transitioned into becoming a prostitute. Okay. And um, that's where that album comes from, American Renegade. <clears throat> like it's a, Renegade's a prostitute, is not a pimp in the street. Mm-hmm. And so it was like a tribute to the movie American Pimp. And, um, ah, mind uh, blown. Yeah, that blown. just trans, like, yeah. you, you um. did a good segue because I was gonna
2: ask you about that. And I ain't wanted to be the asshole because oh, okay. Davey always makes you me the asshole. It. But I was <laughs> gonna say, man, like, that was my introduction to Terry Lugato with us, American Renegade. Mm. And I was like, yo, this video is dope, but, like, this seems like mad real. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm like, yeah. she had that at some point lived this life right here, yeah. this life being prostitution. Mm-hmm. So that's really where that came from.
4: Yeah, and I wasn't really exposed to, like, black culture until I got in that game. Mm-hmm. So that um, that sucked, because that's, you know, even though my father was a pastor, God bless his soul, he was also He wasn't, there's, I feel like there's degrees of racism. He wasn't racist to the fact, like, I'm going to drag you behind my truck because you're black, but don't hang out with them because are better than mm-hmm. me. That was the kind of, I was, I was programmed at that white superiority complex and all that. Yeah, that's thing. enough racism, that's. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> not dad, but, um, you know, not a lot of them. So I don't want to talk bad about him. He's gone now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, uh, So then when I got into that life, that's all I knew, and I thought, wow, like everything my dad said, you'd be, you know, because I was dealing with pimps. I wasn't dealing with like, you know, scholars. Pimps, or yeah, exactly. And so, um, really, the only way that I could uh, escape that life, or mentally, was. Uh, I would write poems on myself in my room while I was waiting on the calls. Yeah. You know, or I would try to remember things if they had anything to write with. You know. And if it wasn't for hip hop being involved in the renegade life, I would like a burner yesterday.
1: Wow. So I think so. It, so. A tough question that I do want to ask is: so growing up and having your understanding of the black culture, really mm-hmm. being from B T, and you know, actually being able to meet black people and befriend them and date them, did it? in a way, change your perspective? Because I know that BET probably only shows one dynamic of us being, you know, athletes, hip-hop artists, you know, kind of shucking and jiving. Mm-hmm. Did it really, you know, did it open up your world to understand that, you know, the black culture and black people, there's really a, a vastness and a complexity that that really is just the same as white people, you know? There's, there's not really just one mold of black people. Were you able to kind of open yourself up to that?
4: Yeah, once I started... Uh submersing myself in that, the less I like white people. Like, I don't particularly care to hang out with. If I walk into a place that has too many white people, I'll probably leave. Yeah, um, I, I can relate. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. Um, not, not like in a mass group, you know what I mean? But I'm sorry to say that, but it's true. Yeah. Um, and then being around uh, the more culture I've exposed to, I read a book called Message to the Black Man, and that really like, messed with my head like to where I mm-hmm. leave not um, I didn't see myself as like a real person a defective genetic gene mm-hmm. of the original people, you know? And then I started looking at black men as like gods and I still do, still do to this day. Talk to them. <laughs> hey, yo, that's
2: interesting. Because like when I read a message to black man, like it had that same effect from the reverse end for mm-hmm. me. You know what right. I mean? Like, damn, like my people are really kings. You know what I mean? And, like I kind of had this complexity. That's when I was rocking my fro and all that. Because I didn't want to say like, it's definitely not racism, you know what I mean? Like, I rock with everybody. Mm-hmm. But I kind of had this feeling like, damn, like, we are the people of power, and it's, we just got shat on, you right. know what I mean? So right. I kind of walked around with that, like, damn, man, you yeah. can't tell me nothing. I'm black, I'm proud. Right. So to hear to hear that on the reverse I end, mean, that's kind of interesting, man. Mm-hmm. For real. Yeah. 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 She's me with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Poseidon, too, man. Yeah, she knows a lot. Yo, shout out Atlas, St. Nick, the Olympians, yeah, the yeah, whole crew. But, yeah, that was some bars. Yeah, Don't I think. commit too many felonies trying to get behind them.
4: Though.
3: Ooh. <laughs> she's just out of a wrap right there. <laughs> Wicked up <laughs> those some. bars again.
2: Oh, okay. shit. She's flexed no. on me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to lighten the mood a little bit? Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm all right, sure. <laughs> I was just going to talk about my experience last week when I experienced some uh, a little bit of covert microaggression. You was watching Get Out. No. no, no. <laughs> oh, there's uh, there's
4: going to be a, um, a sequel. You in, uh, it? Yeah, in it? Yeah, it's a Montbello, uh pimp, and there's a white uh, oh blonde hey, teenager. Up. and It's called Get In. Wait, wait a minute, this sounds like the shit I wrote. You said a Montbello pimp, <laughs> pimp and
2: a blonde teenager, I'm and, called it's called, it's blonde, get in. and it's called Get In. I thought it would have been like I'm just back. <laughs> Only back, DJ, the
1: <laughs> I thought it would have been like a black woman dating a white guy called Get In, Get In, and she takes him to a black church, mm. and they just and they just there all day. Got to meet his mama again really? there for three hours. <laughs> black, no, that's Get Out, <laughs> so black church. You I get took her to London. church like
2: uh, two weeks ago, and she didn't think that we was gonna be there for like seven hours. Oh uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, right get. About get In, Get yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Get Out?
4: We're, I. I did see it. We're gonna go see it again tonight because we've
3: seen it, but yeah, see we've so So. Hold up. We're gonna.
2: We're gonna get into a quick break real quick. And We're so. gonna get back on those. But that's Terry the guy on man. I can go podcast. We're gonna play some music or a jingle or something. It's getting heavy in here. Yeah, man. Wait. We'll be back in a second. Relations and your love for the black man. Um, have you ever had a situation like that where it's just come meet my parents or meet my family or vice versa and it was just mad awkward? It was like, what's going on? Um, uh, the
4: first guy I dated was from Sudan and my dad was like, well, I met him out. Remember the club
1: called Rock Island back in the day? Yeah. Like 16, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, uh, she made him, he wasn't allowed to come to to the porch. You had to meet me up around the street the mailboxes. Mm-hmm. What's weird is that um, my dad ended up. He would always go to Missouri, you know, to go for the family. And my mom knew I was seeing him that night. But we went to Rock Island again, and that guy um, that I was dating, uh, he didn't understand why they wanted him to take his hat off. Like he thought they were joking. He didn't understand why I would have to take my hat off, and why, you know, and. Um, so we ended up getting into like the scuffle with the security guards, and they were provoking it. Like I could witness it. And like even Bazi Kanani like got, got in on the whole story of it later on. But he ended up going to jail that night. And my dad was the first one that said, "Diane, my mom, like go bail him out." Mm-hmm. Which was so weird to me, cause I was like, "Why? Why? <laughs> what?" Right, right, right. It was really odd. So it just it it was weird, like for my dad to be like one way one minute and the next next. He totally changed, had a change of heart. I think he just knew that was gonna happen and yeah. he knew he probably was gonna lose his daughter if he didn't like this accept the fact that I like black men so Love overpower be. racism. Yeah. Message. Yeah. And I think one of the <laughs>
1: one of the bigger points I think from the movie Get Out was that you know the dude's girlfriend was her was her name, Rose? Yes so I think there were moments in the movie like towards the beginning where she was very you know protective of him and you know even, you know, when they got pulled over, asking the cop, you know, why do you need to see his ID and things like that, and, and it just seemed like she was so aware and, and conscious of racism only to turn around and to really lure him into that. And so literally, I caught the him.
4: movie before it even, before yeah. we saw I was like, yeah, she's a part of it.
1: Now I that. So are you? <laughs> <laughs> How <laughs> did you know? <laughs> so, I, so I say that to ask, or I say that to ask, you know, what, what responsibility to do, um, white people have, if they have any sort of responsibility, because they have the ability to kind of, I would say, go in and out of accountability when it comes to black issues, what responsibility do you think that they have? Well, I think
4: they have a lot of responsibility. They just don't take it. You
1: know? Should they be accountable, or should they, Is I, I guess, because I guess what I want to say is, that if, I mean, if you're racist, if you have any sort of negatively Negativity towards Black people, then you probably don't really have any sort of accountability. Mm-hmm. But for those that do want to take up our cause, is there a level of count- of accountability that they should have?
4: Um, I mean, I can always speak for myself when it's. I mean, it's like when I spoke about how I was raised with the white like, superiority complex. You know, it didn't like. I still struggle with it to some degree. You know what I mean? And um, I've I've had to really like take a step back and be like, okay, just because this Black person treated you that way, or this Black person treated you that way, doesn't make it right for you to think this way about them or totally shun all black people. Like, this is what your dad taught you or your family taught you, you know? mm-hmm. So it's about, that's why I open myself up to the culture more, the music more, the books, and, and, and realizing that, okay, you know, I'm not responsible for, like, what my ancestors did in the past, but it's not okay to dismiss it either. People want right. to talk about it or vent about it. I think black people have every right to. What? Because they still have to, they still suffer from it to this day. And so to be um, sensitive to that and not be like, oh, get over
2: it. But that's mm. just to be, I think being sensitive is a first step, I think. You know, I think the only the thing, thing worse than racism is trying to ignore the fact that racism exists. That exactly. that's
1: exactly. shit irritates me. <laughs> 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 like, it does. It does.
2: like, you do okay, you're not racist, all right, but like, don't act like it doesn't
3: mm-hmm.
1: so, yeah. work. And I think also, as, and not to speak for black people, but I think there's also an opportunity for us to understand, like, hey, there's there are people out there who have never come into contact mm-hmm. with black people. With black people and their only idea of us is from BET or it is from television right. so you know we have an opportunity to
2: be able to teach them and not right. really get upset and that's what we're trying to do here on the life is dope podcast <laughs> with guests like Terry Legato because I mean it's easy for an outsider to look in and be like oh well she's appropriating black culture you know what I mean like she's a white girl rapper she's to wannabe but unless people really know who you are and really get those words from you then
3: yeah, she I don't think I could. Awesome history, with black history and hip hop. it's
4: crazy. I don't think I could. When uh, everybody says, you know, they, there's a saying that everybody wants to be black, but nobody wants to be black. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like I would, I would never want to be black because I would know the struggles. Like I don't know if I can handle that. Right. Do you know what I mean, it's hard enough being like bipolar and you know dealing with the things I grew up in. like, to, like add being black on top of that. That would mm-hmm. suck. So It really would. And mm-hmm. like, and it's just because of what you guys deal with. And I really like commend you. And I like. that. I mean, to me, the girl next door you, you used to be like blonde hair, blue eyed, and now it's like you know this big, beautiful black woman with yeah. like a fro. You yeah, know, really confident in herself. Like, <laughs> I really envy those women. Mm-hmm. You know? And I don't uh, try to take credit. Like I always uh, like in my songs, uh, even on "American Renegade," there's a whole. Uh, I don't take the whole verse. I said like four bars of Mac 10s but I said that at the end of the track. I made sure to reference "West Side Connection" in 2003 Terror's album, who it came from, why mm-hmm. I used it. You know, I'm not ever trying to take something from somebody. I'm just trying to pay homage and also say thank you to this culture because, like I said earlier, if it wasn't for this culture, I would have probably harmed myself a long time ago. It's my like, it's my outlet, and it, I feel like it brings me closer to myself, which then brings me closer to God, and right. I owe that to Black people.
1: Mark, well, well, So, who are some of your musical influences? I know you said Bone Thugs <laughs> One.
4: Yeah, my favorite rapper is actually Redman. Okay, nice. <laughs> So before I started rapping, I was more into the comedy stuff. Um, I had I, I made it an effort. I, was, I knew that I was going to meet him that night, and I like swam through the crowd <laughs> <laughs> and I went up to the uh, went up to the stage and was like pulling on his pant leg, and he turned around. and He's like, "What?" You know, like he's all mad. And I was like, he's like "Come here." And he's like, "What do you want?" And I was like, "I'm going to rap to you." And he's like, "Go for it then." <laughs> so I started rapping to him, and he goes like uh, He's like, "Yeah, that's tight. You, you write that?" <laughs> no, it's your song from the Muddy Water song. <laughs> he's like, oh, I got so many damn songs. And so he's like, Yeah, we should link up later. I was like, How? He's like, G- Give my number. And I was like, Really? Oh my god. So i was so excited. Um, Shout out to Red man. Yeah. all the way accurate. Yeah, but he ended up actually inspiring American Renegade because the first song that I ever did is actually on uh, hip hop and Chinese food. I call it Don't Say That. I take some of his lyrics and then I remix them, but it's on his it's on his beat uh, from uh, "What the Fuck You Looking For" off the Muddy Waters album. Nice. Uh, and I showed it to him. 1420, that he was out here, and he was like, "I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he goes, well, wait a minute, what are you trying to do?" And I said, I'm "Trying to be a rapper." He's like, oh, "That's cute." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Cute." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Basically, because rap is garbage nowadays, you could be a rapper, but back in '96, you were no competition for me." I said, "Yeah, you know why? Because I was seven. <laughs> so, I, needless to say, I got really heated, I got angry, um, I left, I, I called my producer, Chef Premier at the time, I was like, I need like Ooh, Rick Ross, yeah. yes, I was like, I need like a Rick Ross, something, some sort of shit-talking, hardcore beat, because i like tired of being treated this way, you know what I mean, and being dismissed about how creative I actually am, just because I'm housed in a recessive packaging doesn't mean that I don't have a, a desire and a love to make music, mm-hmm. and so... Yeah, I smoked some dabs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I went over to another studio, Mac D. was what he's called me, my right. first dab in the lab. Yeah, and uh, I drove. I got a little paranoid, so I got in my car and I drove down the street and started just laughing to my friend, and that's how that would work. Which I'm so thankful because had he rode my dick and was like, "Yeah, this shit's awesome," had he rode her dick, yeah, I would have never, I would have never had this. You know what I mean? So I'm glad and um, that he uh, pushed me and was like, you know, "Yeah, you know, straight I'm up." Thankful for that. Hip-hop yeah. and Chinese food. Mm-hmm.
2: What is, why did you know that? <laughs>
4: yeah. uh, my daughter, one day I asked her if she knew what love meant. And oh. she said, duh, mom. And I was like, well, what is it? She's like, it's hip-hop and Chinese food. What? So, How old was ours. her daughter? She was six when she said that. Knowledgeable. Yeah. That's deep. Because I love like, hip-hop and Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, I those in there and I'm like, this. <laughs> <less. yeah. laughs> So I think she just associated mom eating orange chicken listening to hip hop with you know, that's when I'm happy, so mm-hmm. mom's happy. Well, that's what she associated it with. So um, that was rude. And then I decided to do there's like skits in between the tracks. I think I wanna print out a new C D where there's like the, the the skits in between are actually like you not know, like there's some right. you because know, not, not everybody listens to the end of the tracks, but it's basically Adjadon, I don't know if you know Ajudon, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the comedian out yeah. to yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he played, uh, he, he came, well, he, I was going to have him play the name Rodney, but we just used his real name, Adjadon, but he mm-hmm. plays this guy that he meets, I meet him outside of the club, and um, it's basically a true story with any guy I've ever met outside of the club. I start rapping to him, or they know me as the rapper. They want to kick it with me out to the club. They think they're going to get some pussy, but really I just want to play him my music, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh,
3: so you know. now, guys, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah.
4: So in between the tracks, it's just me like playing him, playing him playing him my music and him being you know upset that he's not going to get me. But then actually, it kind of tells a story. My other alter ego is called Calypso. Mm-hmm. Calypso keeps many uh, men on her island. And by the time she lets them go, they
3: think they've been there for like a day, but they've been there for years. So. Hold up, that's that <laughs> T for T- <laughs> T- that, <Is> that- <laughs> tea get out shit right there, right?
2: If she pulls out a spoon, everybody leaves. They <laughs> get out. teacups. Right. That's dope though. Yeah. Word, word, word. So um you got a show coming up. Yes. We wanna talk about that a little bit, concert kind of out here.
4: Yeah, I'm uh co headlining with the god and Rock Yes. One at the Black Sheep on March sixteenth and then the Gothic. Where? How did that
2: come about? Where Kim's like my top three artists? Just so you know.
4: Because I'm actually um, getting ready to transition out of um, you know I've paid a lot of dues in this hip hop game <laughs> uh, a lot and um, I'm just getting to a point where you know I have the lyricism and I have the talent and I have the drive but I'm not really seeing uh, I know I've only been in it really two years but the amount of money I've spent on it mm-hmm. I could have done a lot more for my daughter I don't want to keep doing that to her. So I'm um, getting to the point where I just really, I want to transition into like writing books or focusing more on comedy. And, um, and, but when they go to Google me and they're like, oh, that actress, Terry Legato, that comedian, Terry Legato. I felt like by doing a show with Rakim and having my name next to his on the billboard, um, my generation would, like, be forced to have to figure out, like, where this shit came from. And they couldn't deny it wasn't real hip-hop. Right. Because he just doesn't do shows with anybody. I had to go through a lot to get him to Yeah, that's why I asked you
2: that, because, yeah. like, it's, yeah. you're co-headlining. It's not yes. like, oh, yeah. Terry's opening up for Rakim yeah. on some random shit. Yeah. Like, how the fuck? Because you can't just, like, yo, Rakim, I'm the star, too. <laughs> like, like, holy God, I tell <laughs> you. Yeah, that's yeah. a rock. Mm-hmm. That's not...
1: That's, that's Mm-hmm. And you did. I uh, mentioned something about the state of hip hop, and we you were talking about it with uh, Red Man. How do you feel about hip hop right now? Is it easier to get into? Is it you know, is it harder? Is it?
4: I absolutely hate trap music. Oh. I absolutely hate it. I can't dig it. I don't listen to, to it. I can't. Don't accept that. <laughs> I <can't>. I don't, <laughs> don't accept that. All
2: trap music. Oh, no, I don't no, say no. like if you.
4: If you can, like Young Jeezy, okay, I can well, consider yeah. that trap. Music. Okay, that you about to say something bad about Jeezy? Uh, no, no, I like, like that. That's blasphemy. I like how I can still understand <laughs> what he's saying. Yeah. I like how he's still telling a story. Yeah. You know, what I mean, Um I like uh, Kevin Gates. You know, if you consider that trap, maybe a little yeah. boozy. It's the three amigos characters. Oh, that oh, I don't really particularly like, care for. Um, <laughs> it's very. So, or the amigos, <laughs> <dogs>, whatever.
2: <laughs> 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 I don't particularly care for them. Range like up, man. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> the
4: Drop future top. designer, <laughs> that type of people. Like to me, this is all I hear. Yeah. yeah. So, the mumble rap. Oh,
3: that was. I record that. Put a beat on that. We got that. We got that. Number one hit. So I can't get into it. It doesn't
4: make. It doesn't move me. It doesn't make me want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my, that's just my opinion. You know, I mean, It's my opinion. I also like country music, and I like Slayer, and I like Slipknot, and I like you or know Christian to music Mouth. too. Even so, you know, so it's just well, not my right. deal. But there is some. They got a song called uh, "Exotic Girls," but they're calling it "Zally Girl." That shit's dope. That's Who has story. that? The Great Olympians. Yeah, that okay, English shout out to the Olympians. Night. Check that out. Dude. I like that. It just depends. You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. just depends. But it's yeah. not something. It's not mine.
3: Like we guys. always do about it. Uh, <laughs> I tell her like
2: when she do the, uh, like, we do <laughs> yeah. I be mean, like shit. Like Tech Nine does that sometimes. Yeah. Like Bone Bones kind of did something like it's just similar, but people just do it differently. Like, everybody do music differently. It's all similar though. Right. I'm glad you
3: mentioned Tech Nine.
2: Um, <laughs> what's your relationship with strange music and technology?
4: Um, well, I never really listened to strange music stuff until uh, my manager was like, well, you rap kind of fast, and you rap dark mm-hmm. and so you might want to mess with, and you're independent, so you might want to mess with, with and I was like, ugh, ICP Technon? Ugh. <laughs> like, no. And any time like, I would hear him come on Pandora, I wouldn't even give it a chance. I'd just, him, like, nope, thank you. Good. And so he said, well, go to a Chris Calico concert. And I was like, all right. Oh my gosh! I fell in love, and I decided not to drink that. and I just smoked weed and just stood in the crowd and just cried because it was awesome. I love how yeah. he could like sing and rap at the same time. Just and how unique he looked, and how he probably had to go through a lot of criticism as a kid, and like now look at him, you yeah, know. Yeah. And so I fell in love with that. And then uh, my manager uh, knew some people that knew about New Strange Music directly. They gave him my stuff and asked about a collab, and that's how that happened. Yeah, so it's uh, Tech Nine and Chris Calico. We did it about we did it about a year ago, and I think. Um, They're so busy with like, it was like a miracle to even get in the booth with them. Um, And so I wrote The Hook, it was uh, produced by Russ Sure and that was a new wave sound. And uh, we all went out there, a girl named uh, Jessica hurley She sometimes I'll sing Hook, sometimes I don't, but in this particular case I had her sing it. And then uh, went over to Strange Music and recorded it. It's more supposed to be kind of like a horror movie soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote the screenplay for the the video. and. working on the actual movie part of it, and I presented it to Tech Nine and them about transitioning from doing um, rap music to horror movies, and how they would already kind of have a following for that yeah. anyways. Um, but due to like their schedule of all, I mean, they're on tour like 250 days a always, year. Always. You know? um, and they're always, mm-hmm. you know, doing their videos and their autograph signs and their stuff, so I don't really have um, time to wait anymore. Um, being Caucasian and we do crack faster.
2: I gotta get on the ball with this. Yeah, black on crack. <laughs> yeah, I'm not fortunate to have the melanin. So. It's baby oil, you. Yeah, baby oil, and cocoa butter. butter. Damn. Damn. We just dropped camo, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> right, baby oil, cocoa um, butter. That's hey, <laughs> the <my> key. <laughs> cocoa butter. Yeah, man, we really need the cocoa butter sponsorship. My bad to cut you off,
3: but we yeah, really, that's yeah fine. we use it y'all a lot. So um, <laughs> continue. Coconut oil. I use that to take my makeup off.
4: Okay. It's like a you know pre cleanse. As soon as you get home though, no. hey, yeah. you we'll yeah. got it. Yeah, all that jazz. So yeah, I'm thinking I'm just going to do the video. Um, where I'm supposed to actually have a meeting with them next week about me just doing the video without them in it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, just making it more of like a horror movie type thing. And they don't miss it just because of their schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited to release it. So um, oh, we'll I started listening to Tech Night afterwards, and I I do like I, I was surprised that I would end up liking it. But, yeah, Tech
3: yeah. is
2: dope. Yeah. yeah. Independently, like. I don't know anybody doing it bigger than technology yeah, and level, so we've gotta shout them out for that. Right. right. Word up, word up. So, hey man,
1: we got some knowledge, bro.
2: Hey, straight up. So, where can the people find you, like online, social
1: media? Yeah,
4: I'm Terry Legato on everything. My fan page is Terry Calypso Legato. but down and everything else. So I'm Terry Legato on Instagram, Snap, Facebook. Oh yeah, that's what I want to actually speak of—social
2: media and all that. Mm-hmm. You got like a crazy following, <laughs> like. It's stupid. I
4: have a lot of lurkers. How can I have that many followers be like 18 people like my shit? Like, you know, I don't bad. know <laughs> what the fuck the dynamics that? is. That shit's <laughs> weird. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of what happens. They right. just look at you. They don't want yeah, right to say that. Yeah, then I post a picture with my nipple out, 400 likes. Yeah, That's what you got to do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you got to keep your titties out. That's what you wow. have to do. Apparently. Yeah, but <laughs> but how did you build that following? You know what I mean? Coming from such a odd and unique background and, you know, I don't want to say white girl rap, but the, like... A lot of artists struggle to even get that following kick-started. Like, mm-hmm. we just need people to pay attention to us. Like.
4: I think uh, I don't care if people think what I say most of the time. So I say a lot of outlandish stuff that, you know, can be mistaken as people, you know, if they might be offended. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. I just say what's on my mind. Right. So I get a lot of people that hit me up daily like, I can't believe you said that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like You know, so I, I don't know if that's where it comes from it or the, like, allure of or like not allure but like intrigue of someone being white in the the, black male dominated industry maybe that's what it is I'm not sure I just over time I just accumulated more people and I you would always um, there were some people outside cold Crush has been like my spot for like years and people would always be like Terry it's not the time because every time I'd be outside trying to rap to anybody <laughs> that would <place. laughs>
3: anybody let, hear me rap listen to this look what I got look what I got, look what I got. Look what I got. Yeah. I'm like Terry tonight it's not the time and so every time I
4: get on stage I'm just like for all you people that like cold crash that said it wasn't the time
3: tonight's the time
2: well hip hop and Chinese food Yes. out now mm-hmm. alright we got American Renegade out now this video, poison. Poison. Very okay. good. Go check that out. Thank you. Anything you want to leave the world with? Any knowledge?
4: Oh, yeah. Just don't ever apologize for who you are. You know, just whatever you love, whether it's uh, picking up garbage, truck juice, or not even the truck juice. Not even the truck juice. Whatever you like doing. <laughs> you know
3: what Olympic I mean? Just it. do
4: good at. <laughs> yeah, the Olympic. Do, you do whatever it is that you love to do, and don't don't uh, look for any validation from anybody else. Word.
2: Appreciate you. Terry's got all y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like this, is Dope Podcast. I'm Feedy. Yo, I'm Davey. Yeah, man. Be safe. Don't be hypnotized. Get out. Bye. Get
0: This is a Sprite, and it tastes exactly like it sounds. That first hit of cool, crisp refreshment on your tongue, followed by that familiar chorus we all know by heart, <sighs> Sprite, thirst for yours.